This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 164, Everyone's Born to Die. Born to Die was recorded April 1st through 3rd, 1973 at the Air Studios in London, but wasn't released until March 31st, 2003 in the UK on the remastered version of ELO's 1973 album, Electric Light Orchestra 2. It was released to the rest of the world on September 12th, 2006 on the special edition of the band's third album, On the Third Day. The working title for the song was Ted Bergele. It features Mark Bolin from T-Rex on guitar. In the liner notes for the remastered Electric Light Orchestra 2, Jeff Lynne wrote, The unreleased track with Mark Bolin is a song called Everyone's Born to Die. Very uplifting, I'm sure. I'd become friends with Mark Bolin when I was with the Idol Race. We used to play at the same places now and again. When we were recording ELO2 at Air Studios in Oxford Circus, in the next studio was Mark Bolin. He used to pop into our sessions for a bit of a jam and a few laughs. You're going to die. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And it's another perky song title in the tradition of Mr. Blue Sky and another ELO, Jeff Lynne, Happy Go Lucky, The World's a Wonderful Place to Live in song titles, Everyone's Born to Die. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was everyone has to die. But our, uh, so our, I'm thinking about what I uh, think every time I go to a public place. Oh, you too? Yes. <laughs> hmm. Everyone's born to die. This is better than anything that was on On the Third Day. I like Daybreaker. I like In the Hall of the Mountain King. Ma Mama Bell's got its rockin' bits to it, even if it was appropriated from Motha Hoopal, I believe. But this song just blasts all of them just completely out of the water. This is so freaking awesome. This song has so much life to it. I, it's just like exploding with excitement and everything. And, and all I can think about is side one of On the Third Day was just, I mean, most of it was just plotting. Eh, there's, there's that song. Ocean Breakup and Three Prize and the other one at the end of it. Those were exciting. But I don't know if it's the addition of Mark Bolin or whatever that just turned this up from pretty frickin' great to just mind-blowingly universe-expanding Big Bang Wow. That was pretty frickin' awesome. Jeff's voice just also does some amazing things to add to the amazeballs of this song. He's really belting this out. And what's great is he's belting it out without that screaming at the kids to get off in his lawn voice that he had on all the other belting out songs that he had done the previous albums 
I think this would probably be the first time Jeff does the rock and roll, really belting out singing voice without sounding like he's shredding his voice. It's fantastic. It's a great song. Why? Why was this dropped off of On the Third Day? Would it just make the rest of the album look like... Well, we gotta put out a third album, so here it is. Don't put this song on it, though, because it's way too good than the rest of the songs, and it'll just make the rest of the songs look... Hmm. Well... It does confuse me because the production on this is so much different than a lot of On the Third Day. Mm-hmm. On the Third Day has this mushy production. Yeah. That's part of my problem with it is it doesn't sound like a clear Jeff Lynne-produced album. It sounds muddy. Even Ma 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 Bell sounds muddy. Mm-hmm. Maybe this just benefits from the fact that didn't get that last mastering that the rest of the album did. <laughs> Maybe. But I think it should have replaced at least something on the first side. I can't really say it doesn't fit because there's not really a lot of stuff that you would say, I mean, it's just a collection of songs. It's not a unified album like some of their other stuff is. And so this would fit... And I can't really say it was because he was afraid of sounding like somebody else because that didn't seem to bother him back then either. <laughs> no. It sounds like Bob Dylan. Some of the production sounds like Blonde on Blonde. I kept expecting horns and everything in there, like, I think it was Bob Johnston produced that. I was kept expecting that kind of production in there to emphasize the vocals and everything because it sounds like he's channeling Bob Dylan on this. Lyrics are completely different than anything he was doing at the time. I don't know, maybe too bad he didn't do more with Mark Boland. Maybe him and Mark Boland doing an album together would have been good at some point. Unfortunately, Boland passed away rather early. Yeah. But it's an amazing song, and it is better than almost anything else on the album. And maybe that was the whole thing, is that he was afraid of overshadowing everything with it. Or either he or Boland just decided that, no, we don't want to go ahead and release this at the time. Mm-hmm. I really am confused by any logic of not releasing this <laughs> or just keeping it in the can forever because it is one of the best ELO songs and it just never saw the light of day until about 2002. Yeah. Which is a pity. <sighs> yeah. And we could have also kind of, well, no, well, I'm trying to remember. No, this was still on United Artists, so it wasn't on Jets. The CBS didn't own it yet. So at some point, too bad they didn't just do a split single with him and Patrick Hernandez. Born to Live. Yeah, I I, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I hate that Patrick Hernandez song. I can see this fitting on side one because it was a story. Uh, the story on side one was pretty thin, really pretty much about a rich girl named Susan and her life was dreary and she wanted it not to be dreary. But I think you could have sparked that story up by Susan getting involved with a rock star. And when you read the lyrics to the song, it really sounds like the story of a rock star because he's up there on stage, he's driving a Thunderbird to the shows and everybody's adoring him. And whenever he cries, they cry. When he laughs, they all fall down. And it's, if you wanted to do with the whole theme album, Based on that story with Susan, I think this could have been a nice way. You got the plotting songs on side one to set up the story that Susan's life is pretty bland and uh, it's I'm rich and everything's boring. 
and how she would want to pick up her life. And then in comes the rock star, and they kind of hit it off. And if you're going to do a full on the third day theme album about that, I think that could have been a good story to tell. As for side two, it's just a random collection of songs. And Dreaming of 4000 could have gotten the boot in favor of this one. They both have Mark Bolin on them. Yeah, I think Mark is on Ma 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 Bell, too. He's on a couple of songs on on The Third Day. As great and as big-sounding as this song is, I think it would have been even bigger and greater-sounding if it got the Eldorado treatment. Uh, Listening with my headphones on, it's really buried in the background. I hear strings, or a string. I hear a violin buried deep in there. Tidings, they are coming. I think. I hear horns also buried very deep in there. And I think if you bumped up the horns in the same way they were on El Dorado, like say the beginning of Boy Blue, and actually had a an orchestra in there, the 40 piece, not the light orchestra that ELO had the first three albums, I think this song could be dangerous to people's hells because my head would explode like damn that's so much awesome sound (laughs) definitely i'm glad that they finally decided to release it though oh yeah no it's 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 freaking stone cold awesome this is just an amazeball song got something to say about everyone's born to die then call the telephone line voicemail six two three eight five oh three three seven five call now some cash our way at patreon.com slash elopod. For $1 an episode, you can hear episodes a week before they post to the world. At the $2 per episode level, you get expanded episodes heard only on Patreon. Reviews from Don Fields, the Eric's Cover ELO cover songs, or skip all that and just hand it over directly through PayPal using the email address eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. moments in electric light orchestra history the story goes that the album was released first in england and it was just simply called electric light orchestra and when it was due for release in america by united artists the president or someone at ua said to the secretary please phone emi in london and find out the title of this um electric light orchestra album and so she phoned and got no reply you know nobody answered the phone so she wants to go out to lunch or something and wrote on her memo pad back to her boss, no answer. And the, the, the guy obviously thought that was a title. He took it to be that the title was, the album was No Answer. And that's what was put on the album and it's called No Answer. And it has absolutely nothing to do whatsoever with the LP at all. Wake the neighbors and phone the kids. It's time for A Thought From Troy. Everyone's born to die. Well, as a philosophical statement, that is true, but as an ELO song, well, it's one of the weirdest I've ever heard. At the beginning, it sounds like a promising ELO B-side, but then it degenerates quickly when Jeff starts to sing. 
Now, I love Jeff's voice. I even like his screaming old man voice. But I don't know what he's doing on this song. I don't know why he keeps letting his voice get louder and why he sings out of key. I just, I'm guessing this was a guide vocal. I sure hope it was because, I mean, I hate hearing someone who has a good voice try to deliberately make it sound terrible. And there's just not much about this song to recommend it. Even the lyrics, it's just a little too weird. Which is probably why it has been in the vault all those many years. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Today, I listened to Everyone's Born to Die, and... That actually is true, but I hated the song, like Eric says. Hey, she hated it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 165, Your World, Take Two.